so the other day I walked into your house about bedtime, a little earlier than normal, and all the kids are on the floor, and I, I don't even quite know how to describe what they're doing. Hopefully you're going to do that later because it, it looked a little odd, and I thought, what? Has she started now? <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> oh, it's my next my next thing. But it has been a game changer, and I'm really excited to share about it. Well, we are a mother-daughter team, and we're all about homegrown free therapy for families looking for great solutions to the challenges that so many kids and families face. Today, we take a look at a big win in our home. It's a drug-free approach to emotional and behavioral challenges. It just might be the answer you've been looking for, too. All right. So what you were describing was you witnessing our family doing rhythmic movements. And this is something I stumbled across a few months ago. And it um, it sounded a little strange at first, you know, and I, I kind of wondered I had seen some YouTube videos on it. I had read about it just a little bit. Yeah. And I wasn't quite sure what to make of it. And so I I went ahead and I bought this book called Movements That Heal, and it's uh, by Harold Bloomberg. And I, I, the best way I can describe it quickly to you is if you think of a baby, if you think of all those, those natural movements that they do. So, you know, when you're holding your little one and you start to lean them backwards and their arms go out wide, like they're, you know, startled and they're trying to, you know, keep themselves from dropping, that's a natural response. And that actually teaches their brain a lot. And it helps form these connections that are lifelong connections. And all of this is happening when they're babies. If you, if you think about the little one who gets up on their all fours, Mm -hmm. you know, they, they aren't quite crawling yet, but they do that rocking back and forth. And that is another Movement. That's another rhythmic movement that is actually causing connections to form in their brain and their nervous system. And I, again, I am not a scientist. I am, this is really like a stretch for me to explain it this well to you right now <laughs> because I, I barely passed science. Did I pass science? Oh, you, I don't. you passed. Did I? Yeah, okay. You, that's you a miracle. Passed, yeah. So if, if you want to learn more about this, I, I really encourage you to get on, look up rhythmic movements. I'm going to post some different uh, YouTube videos or podcasts that explain it really well because I don't want to take too much time explaining it because, again, I'm not a scientist. I'm not a doctor. And I think there's better people equipped to do that. But what I do want to do is share our story and share how it, it changed a lot for us. And especially as a mom who has been waiting to get my kiddos into some of these occupational therapies that would help them um, and wasn't able to, I wanted to try and find something that I could do now and I could do to help and that I could do at home. And so what I think is interesting is Harold explains in his book that there's this link between the immaturity of the brain in children that have emotional and behavioral challenges. And that could be things like ADHD or anxiety or autism Mm -hmm. or just a lack of um, emotional control, all of those kinds of things. They've linked that to the brain. And you know how much we love learning about the brain. We're kind of geeks when it comes to that. Because we're fearfully and wonderfully made. And we are so blessed to live in a time where science is starting to be able to show us some of these things and reveal why it's so incredible how God made us. Oh, yeah. Science is finally catching up with God's amazing design. And so 
if if that's true, if our if our God created our brains and like we talked about a few podcasts back, you know, our brains can heal, mm-hmm. then why can't the same be applied when we look at those connections that maybe didn't fully form in kiddos and in their brainstem and their nerves nervous system and all of that? Why couldn't why couldn't that be true? You know, too. Mm-hmm. So as as I started reading this book, which I was amazed that I could understand it. <laughs> and he puts it in such simple and understandable terms. And I was able to get through the book in like a week. I thought, you know what? I'm, I am going to try to implement this and uh, see how it works for our family. It doesn't hurt to try. Right. I did find an amazing therapist, Lori, who was willing to come to our home because I, I, did want to get an idea of, you know, what to start, which rhythmic movement to start with. Right. And, um, you know, how maybe we should implement that because we have four different kiddos with four different challenges and, and everything. But I, I really found, and even Lori explained to me that we probably could have just started, you know, Mm -hmm. after reading the book and, and learning more about this because he has, um, it listed out each rhythmic movement. And again, it's, it's implementing, um, and emulating what babies do. So that's why it looked a little weird in our home. (laughs) We were, we, I mean, we, we get up on all fours and we rock back and forth. Uh, we lay on our back and we have our knees go side to side and, um, we call them our exercises, you know, and cause a lot of them do also look like thing exercise things that you would do. But the point is to do them in a really rhythmic way. And the point is to do them um, intentionally keeping your your head very still and looking up. And so there are some of those finite details that are different than just a regular exercise. But I wanted to read this out of um, his book. It's on page 21, uh, Movements That Heal book, is sensory stimulation caused by these rhythmic movements encourages the growth of the nerve nets of the brainstem to develop. This causes attention and concentration to improve and hyperactivity impulsivity to decrease. These, these movements also help integrate primitive reflexes. And so that was another trigger word for me. So again, if you have been in this, this <laughs> new world of trying to figure out um, your kiddos, you've probably learned about primitive reflexes if you haven't, again, I'm gonna mm-hmm. I'm gonna link some great videos and information about that because what is fascinating is all of this comes back to how God designed us as babies in these natural movements and these natural things that our bodies do to develop. They they have these amazing impact on our life forever. Yeah. Now, unfortunately, we've kind of taken some of them away. You know, we've kind of, because we have implemented so many things like strollers and car seats and, and oh, those little things. I remember I put you kids in those little things that you could walk around in. Uh-huh. And now I read that that's like the worst thing. You shouldn't do that. Yeah. Yeah. Our kids aren't naturally doing those movements that, that they were designed to do and guaranteed there's times that you just need to do yeah. that. But, um, but we're learning so much about how that's, it's just good to let a kid down on a floor yeah, <laughs> and let them figure is. it out and yeah. play. Dust and all. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, so again, we were just looking for what are some natural ways we, we are, are wanting to, you know, nothing against medication. There are times when medication is needed, but we don't necessarily want to go there first. We want to see, mm-hmm. you know, how did God design us and how could we maybe 
heal through his perfect and wonderful design. So can I ask you a couple of questions about it then? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so one is, uh, I do love that you have found success with this. So before you explain any of this other stuff, mm-hmm. it's, it's been worth it. I it mean, has. You've, you've really found that this has been really good for your family, but with everything, there's the good, the bad, and the ugly. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, when I saw that you had added another thing to your bedtime routine, because your bedtime routine is already pretty lengthy. Mm-hmm. I thought, oh, I wonder if she'll be able to keep this up because mm. it, yeah, it just takes a while. So, I mean, that was one of my questions is how much time does it take? And give me the good, the bad, and the ugly of this mm. whole thing. That's good. And of course, I can think of the ugly first. <laughs> I can <laughs> yeah. always think of the ugly first. So I would say the ugly is... um you know, it, there can be some reactions in the first week of doing this. Now, th- this isn't magic. This isn't weird. This, this is like a workout for your kids' brains. So you have to think, you know, it seems so simple. You start out only doing each movement for 30 seconds. And I don't know if you can describe it or not, but I'm going to try. Let me just try it. Like, okay. you, like one that you've had me help them with is they're just laying down on the floor, looking straight up. And basically you just kind of help move their legs back and forth so that they're doing kind of a vertical rock, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. That's yeah. one of them. So they're not like extreme by any means. No. And you actually think, what on earth could this really do? Exactly. But that's to your point now that it does. It does. And it's interesting because you you do, you start off with such a short time period that you, and Lori explained to us, you have to think of this as just the most strenuous workout for their brain and they, and they're tired. They, they are exhausted afterward. And so we did see some reactions. Our one kiddo that literally never cries, like he's just happy-go-lucky, pretty easygoing. He was in tears over us not having milk oh. <laughs> out of, you know, the I, I, his Legos fell. <laughs> just little things he was very emotional about. Yeah. And then, um, you know, They do say tantrums can get worse. It was interesting because our our little one that still goes through the tantrum phase, hers got better. So you're not sure what kind of reactions. But but it was kind of hard because that first week, everybody was just a little bit more emotional than normal. Didn't it kind of also tell you, yeah, it's really doing something here. It I think that was I guess that was the good part of the ugly is that, yeah, it um, it showed us that, okay their their little brains are working and there, um, there's something happening. I mean, it's just amazing. Um, the other, you, you mentioned time. And anytime I have to do something regularly. Times I four? Times four. <laughs> it's just, I, I don't know if it's that rebellious streak in me that's like, I don't want to do it five to six times a week. <laughs> I want I want to do what I want to do. But that part is hard. You know, being consistent is key and especially in the beginning, um, you know, there, uh, and, but that's like anything, anything that's worth doing is going to take time. And, um, it is really helpful. Like the times you have come up to help us, uh, when my husband's home and he can help and we can get through it pretty quickly. And again, you, you increase your time throughout, you know, several weeks. I remember when you got to the, what, how much, how long was it toward the end? I think it was, 
three minutes for each one. Yeah, for each movement. Right? Yeah, and uh-huh. I thought, oh my goodness, that's a, that that did get long, but that didn't last forever. You no. don't have to do it that long for that was just a week. That, yeah, that was just a week, and and I think there's probably different ways to do it. This is just what we had been, you know, encouraged to do, and so we went ahead with it. But I think consistency is probably more key than increasing your time necessarily oh, too. Okay. Because it is really helpful. And the good is we saw just, I mean, we have just seen incredible improvements. We, so we started this back in December. And um, and so I wanted to wait, you know, and really see if, if those held before sharing it with a lot of people. Because you never know when you try mm-hmm. something new. And I don't want to send people down a bad path. But I've also been introduced to this whole community of people who have used this with, um, you know, just with kids that, that struggle, like, you know, three-year-olds struggling with, with tantrums or struggling with bedwetting, um, all the way up to meeting some people who uh, have nonverbal autistic children, you know, that this has helped mm. in, again, those primitive reflexes and those um, integration of the brainstem and everything so that they're able to communicate better. And it's incredible. For us, a lot of the major things were just this, ability to focus and especially one of our kiddos who really struggled to look us in the eye because they were so distracted by everything around us. Mm -hmm. Anytime we are talking, you know, that he's able to look us in the eye and just really focus in on things a lot better when we're having conversations or when he's needing to do something that hyper, I mean, I have, I have hyper kids just period. I mean, there, there's a difference between just fun, bouncing off the wall kids and, and hyperactivity. And a a lot of that we have seen diminish, which has been amazing because they're able to succeed better when they're able to focus more. And then the reasoning and the emotional regulation is probably another huge one for us that, um, it's really changed our life and it really, and I can say amen to that. Yeah, Yeah. It really has. It's so, so awesome. And so to me, it's just like, man, this is something every parent who's sitting on a waiting list. And I got to tell you, if I'm on a waiting list till November, there's got to be a lot of you out there too, that are just wanting to try something, Mm -hmm. just do something Mm -hmm. to help their kiddos. Mm -hmm. And maybe it won't completely cure them of all their struggles. You know, we're we're never going to be cured of all these struggles in this world, but if it gives them that ability to make those connections stronger in their brain and be able to have, um, you know, more power over their, their emotions, Mm -hmm. you know, so that their days aren't affected and enveloped in anger and frustration and everything. That's, Oh, that's a win. It's worth a lot. And you know, it's you guys, it's the cost of a book. Yeah. (laughs) You know, I, and again, you're going to do a lot of, I mean, even if you go to a therapist, most of the work of it's going to be at home really. Mm -hmm. And so here's a way you can get started at home and, Wow, hon, I, I'm so glad you felt you were at a point where you could share it mm-hmm. because I've seen you get excited about it and, and, and get through the good, the bad and the ugly of it, you know, mm-hmm. cause it is work. It's, it, there's certainly a commitment involved, but wow, you're, you're right. I've really seen a difference too. So, wow. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Well, I hope, I hope if you're listening that maybe this will help you too. So I encourage you, uh, I'll, I'll put a link for the book movements that heal and I will put some other links just so you can learn if you haven't been introduced to um, the idea of primitive reflexes and 
um, and integration of that. I, I hope that maybe it opens your eyes. And, and for me, what it did is things that seemed confusing and that, like I just couldn't grasp what was going on and what could be wrong. It just started to make sense and um, made everything seem just a little bit easier when yeah. things make sense. Oh, that's awesome. Mm. Well, when, when we come back, you've got a story that I think people will be encouraged by. And if you've ever had a misunderstanding, <laughs> uh, we have a few of those occasionally. And you had one recently you're going to tell us about when we come back. Well, mom, you have a saying that I have kind of stolen from you because I just love it so much, but you've probably heard it here too. Listening is so close to loving that most people can't tell the difference. And so this story just made me think of that mm, saying. Oh, and so I, I thought, that. oh, this would be fun to share. Um, I was working, this actually happened last night. I was working on something that was due and, you know, being a procrastinator about it. And so you a procrastinator. <laughs> I know. I don't shocking. believe it. <laughs> um, so I was, I was really, you know, needing to work on it and all the kids were upstairs. Tyler was supposed to be getting them ready for bed. And, um, and our 10 year old came down just in tears and, um, really frustrated, really, really frustrated because, um, him and his oldest, older, uh, our oldest boy, they're I, I, like, I hear from everybody, you know, the best of friends, worst of enemies. Yeah. And it's, it's so awesome because it's just sibling stuff. Mm-hmm, That's just mm-hmm. how it goes. Yeah. But, but he was really frustrated because he thought his brother had made him a shady deal. <laughs> and, uh, they, they trade toys a lot. They trade, you know, he, they're co- constantly bartering and, um, his older brother and he had, had, um, traded these toys and, and, for some reason, then his older brother decided, eh, I want to trade back. And so he convinced um, the 10 year old to, to trade him back the toy. And um, they had made this arrangement outside. And so when they went upstairs and the 10 year old went into his oldest brother's room and saw the toy, it was broken. Mm-hmm. And he was just so upset because he felt like his brother had tricked him and had wanted to trade back because the toy was broken and um, just feeling like um, he was expressing that, you know, he just doesn't care about me and betrayed. Yeah. (laughs) Feeling so betrayed. And I I jumped to conclusions (laughs) because I was irritated too. I thought, what a little stinker. Like, that's not nice. Why would you, why would you do that? Why would you trade that back? So I called him down and I'm kind of wanting this to go quickly. You know, I have this project I need to work to on. I've People got, to meet. yeah, can we just like hurry up, talk it out, you know, figure it out. Well, that was not happening. <laughs> it was really hard to get to the bottom of this story. And so 30 to 45 minutes later, we finally, finally figure out that they had made this deal outside to trade back. And his older brother did not know the toy was broken pretty sure it was little sister. And, um, and the 10 year old younger brother walked in and saw the broken toy and jumped to conclusions. Didn't give him a chance to explain. Mm -hmm. And something we never do. Never. No, no. Oh, (laughs) and, um, 
So it was just this huge communication misunderstanding issue. And it was interesting because as we finally got to that and um, uh, the older brother was explaining this, I could just see the anger and the hurt and the frustration just melt away from the younger brother's face. And I thought, man, you know, here this little guy goes from feeling like his brother doesn't love him. His brother cares more about toys than about him hurt. Mm -hmm. I I just, all those Mm -hmm. feelings. Right. Um, and to, to realizing, Oh, I, he, that's not what he was doing. Mm -hmm. This was a mistake. And he, he does love me and he does care about me. And then, on the flip side, too, for the older brother, he was really defensive at first. Sure. He was feeling like, my brother doesn't even give me a chance. He won't even, like, listen, I didn't break it. And it's not my fault. And, you know, all these feelings, like, he always blames me. And he always, you know, he doesn't love me. All of that melted yeah. away. And we end the conversation on such a good note of, you know, the older brother, I'll help you. I really did try to fix it. I tried, but I I just couldn't. And I'll buy you a new one. And, and the younger brother, no, that's okay. Everything is fine. You know, and they're just so happy. And, but it was that listening. It was taking the time. And I have to say, not just them listening, but me as the parent listening, because I really wanted this to happen in like, Five minutes. How <laughs> and long did it take? It, it, it probably took like an hour oh, when all was wow. said and done. Oh, my goodness. But their relationship yeah. is so much more important than the project I needed to turn in that I stayed up till midnight. I was going to say, an hour, the, the hour or two of sleep you lost. <laughs> yeah. And it was beautiful to see. Yeah, and so I appreciate cool. you hmm. having that quote and having that be hmm. something that is so ingrained in my mind. And that we're trying to pass on to the kids yeah, too. Sounds like a win. And we've we've heard from so many of you. You we need to celebrate our wins, don't we? Mm-hmm. We need to celebrate them because sometimes they're pretty hard fought. And that one was, but mm-hmm. worth it. Oh, thank you for sharing that, Bree. That's so fun. And thank you for being with us today on a Home That Heals podcast. Be sure to join us at a homethatheals.com. We've got some new blogs up and we've got some information there that you might find helpful. And again, we'll be back next time. Hope you'll join us then. A Home That Heals is produced in partnership with 89.5 KTSY. To find out more about them, go to ktsy.org.